Hey everyone, and welcome to Wedding Pros. I'm your host, Phil Beabout, with my beautiful co-host, Brittany, and today we are talking with Julie Roth Novak. Julie is the CEO and co-founder of Party Slate, a photo-rich website where leading event professionals share their work and build their brand. With over 20 years of digital marketing experience with some of the biggest brands in the world, Julie is excited to bring this expertise to the events industry. After she planned 50-plus large-scale galas and corporate events, Julie became increasingly frustrated while planning a high-profile cancer research gala, spending hours online looking for ideas and venues, only to find wedding blogs, sterile vendor listing sites, and Pinterest dead-ends. Julie was inspired and set out to create a house-like website to address the 143 billion events industry. Since its founding in 2015, over 15,000 of the country's top event professionals, including us, and venues have uploaded over 1 million event photos to their beautiful profile pages. Cue the intro. Wedding Pros is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and with me is my ride-or-die and lovely co-host, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budgets. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us, who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back, grab a pen, and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself too because we have some real, raw, candid conversations with no filters. So let's get after it. Julie, thank you so much for being on today. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're stoked. My team likes to joke if there's ever a podcast or a stage, Julie will get on it because I just love talking about the industry and business and I'm a total geek. (laughs) Yeah, well, so our problem is we talk too much. Uh-huh. So, you know, if there's like a hard stop, you need to let us know because we, uh, like I do have an like, hour. So. Okay. Yeah. You need to be like, Phil, some shut up. And I'm like, yeah. We got to wrap. Yep. So let's, let's start at the beginning. How did, um, so I know we chatted like in the intro, I talked about party slate, but yes. like, can you, can you go into a little bit more detail about how like party slate was started? Yeah. So I have always loved events since my first party in seventh grade that I hosted. Um, And then I started hosting a lot of corporate events when I worked at a digital agency, you know, recruiting parties, sales incentive trips, and being a digital agency, digital marketing person, I kept looking online for inspiration and I kept looking for what are the best venues. And I was disappointed what was out there today or yesterday, I guess not today. Um, And I just couldn't find a platform or a website that would help me with my corporate events. There was a lot of wedding blogs at the time. And this was like 15 years ago. Um, And then 10 years ago, I redesigned my kitchen using a website called House, H-O-U-Z-Z. It's really an amazing content-rich, photo-rich website that gives you kitchens ideas, bathroom ideas, landscaping ideas. And again, I was just looking for kitchen ideas. I started spending so much time on this website. My husband's like, are you still looking for kitchen ideas? I became (laughs) obsessed. And it really clicked for me at that time that I needed something like this for event inspiration. Yes, I like Pinterest. Yes, I like Instagram. But I could never find like who was the photo, uh, the photographer? Who was the videographer? Where was this venue? Is this a photo shoot or is it even a real event? Like really understanding 
what, what was inspiring and how to find the source of that inspiration. I really, to be honest, got that idea from Howes. And so it took me only two or three years to put a business plan together, to talk to anyone that would listen. I always say, dream out loud because your personal board of directors will say, Julie, when are you doing that idea of party slate? When are you doing party slate? When are you? I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I left my uh, high paying digital executive job <laughs> uh, three years after I had the idea for party slate. And it was a really big decision, but I felt like compelled that I needed this solution. And I felt like I was uniquely the right person with my digital background, with my love for events, like from the bottom of my heart, I love events of all kinds, that this was kind of my dream business. And so I raised some friends and family money after I had a pretty intense business plan put together. I talked to venture capitalists. I talked to a lot of friends and family. And then I brought on my co-founder, John Harrow, who's tech and product. I'm sales and marketing. And together we created Party Slate. That was seven years ago. Um, today, over, I guess, 1.2 million photos have been uploaded in hundreds of thousands of videos to beautiful profile pages. And over 1.5 million people that are planning events have visited Party Slate over the last 12 months. So it's really been a dream come true. I don't feel like it's work. I love, love, love what I do. And it's been hard. There's no question. I've learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes, but I truly have surrounded myself with the smartest people I know. And together we tackle these challenges. Wow. <laughs> what, um, I know, I know Brittany had jotted this down, but why don't, why don't you talk about being a, uh, if you could just chat with us just about being a female business owner in yeah. just the events yeah. industry. Yeah, and I think in the, and not just an the, owner, like you're you're you know, yeah. you're the yeah, I think the, the, the question I get asked about a lot is venture capital funding, um, and how you know only three percent of all venture capital money goes to tech uh goes to female tech founders. So again, parties oh. is a technology platform. Um, we you know, people say, Oh, can you plan my event? I'm like, Oh, I can introduce you to planners, but you know, we we don't plan events ourselves, we're kind of like a high-end Yelp connecting supply and, and demand. And so um, when you go into these venture capital meetings to do fundraising, many many times you can go into a room of all men, uh, male investors. Now it's changing and there's more female investors now, but in some cases, you know, I hear things like, oh, let me ask, I'll ask my wife and see if she likes it. I'm like, well, didn't you just go to three corporate events over the last week? I mean, like yeah. events are not a female thing. Okay. Yeah. I just wake you up that it like there's there's a lot, a lot of diversity in the events industry. And it's not just like wedding only. And even in wedding only, there's lots of men and women planning events. And there's lots of men and women and all, uh, everyone that are actually producing those events. So um, I think the education process with these venture capitalists is telling them this is a $150 billion industry that are spent on events alone in the US. It's an $800 billion global industry. I mean, so this is a huge, huge industry. And that the thing about Party Slate is it's not just weddings. So, you know, with other wedding only websites, they have to refill their bucket, so to speak, of consumers every single year because, you know, hopefully you get married once, right. maybe twice, right. but once and, and then you're gone. With Party Slate, we want to get your corporate events, a baby shower, a bat mitzvah, a fundraiser, your event at work. We want to be a platform that grows with you and that you can have a lifetime of event inspiration on Party Slate versus one and done. And so when these venture capitalists think of this as just a women 
women run business that are just for weddings and, you know, brides with needless to say, it's not just women planning weddings, right. <laughs> people of all gender planning weddings. And we want to inspire everyone. So we are not just a female focused business. And sometimes I feel like it's very challenging when you're in a room of all men presenting uh, the party slate value proposition. So uh, fortunately we have gotten over that. We have great investors of all kinds that have invested in party slate. We've raised $14 million to date and we're working on our next round of funding right now. That's amazing. Yes. So before Phil jumps into like the digital marketing um, info and whatnot, I just wanted to say, first and foremost, I am totally inspired by women that take, I don't, control of their own destiny and just put forth, you know, the time, the effort, the hard work, and not to only do that on a professional level, but you're also a mother. and. You have to balance home life, work life, your own personal well-being. Like, how do you do it? I'm struggling to find time to go to the grocery store this afternoon. (laughs) I I always say, like, give something to the busiest person and they'll get it done because you have to be so super organized. I think um, I really, my husband and I, we prioritize family first. So we've had an illness in the, in the family and I haven't traveled for eight weeks. I have a team of 60 people and other people have stepped up to get on those stages when we have our party slate networking events and other people have uh, done speaking engagements for me. So I think in a way it's forced me to really prioritize both things I need to do at work. What are the most important things like fundraising that no one else can do and then delegate to really capable, incredible leaders on our team. And so that's what I've had to do. Um, And I think that, you know, with family, we just always know that, you know, I never miss a doctor's appointment. I never miss a, you know, a a school event or things like that. I just plan around it and then delegate things that I can't do. Like before this year, I would never miss a party slate sponsored event. Mm -hmm. And I was forced to, um, because my daughter was, was ill and she's, she's good now, but I missed three party slate events and people don't know from my social media. Right. So like, Oh, you've been traveling all over the place. I'm like, actually the whole <laughs> photos are from the event, but you'll notice I'm not in any of the pictures, <laughs> but they don't even notice that. So that's fine. So I think the most important thing is to prioritize across all those buckets, like family, what is non-negotiable? What are, what are those important things work? Uh, and then I do, I do need to work harder on things for myself. Yeah. Uh, so someone just gave me a massage, a gift, gift card. Cause I know I've been stressed lately and she's like, I'm going to follow up with you in the next two weeks to make sure you actually taken, <laughs> taken that gift card and used it. I'm like, you're my massage accountability partner. Okay. I'm going to do it for myself. So, um, I think prioritization is important and saying no to things, um, and saying yes to the right things that make an impact. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. It's hard for all of us. I think, yeah. you know, um, I like to watch the movie Bad Moms. Have you seen it? Yes. <laughs> um, I like to watch that movie because, you know, there is no such thing as a perfect mom is, you know, there, there just isn't. And I just know focusing on the right things, being present when you are, you know, connected, we do dinner every night together. I think the pandemic was really good for that. Like I'm cooking now, things like that, just being really present, but also knowing that you can't be perfect. Yeah. Not possible. Right. No, it's, it's just refreshing to hear even, you know, at all levels of the hierarchy and business stage that we all kind of have to 
I I don't want to say battle, but we all have to deal with life, life events, whether it's, um, you know, grocery shopping or like we all have to eat and we all have to prioritize family time. But, you know, also in today's society, I think everybody puts a focus on the perfect mom, the stay at home mom, the this, the that, like there it's impossible to live your life under, I mean, the microscope of social media where everyone thinks everything is perfect, but also like we just, we all have to do what's right for us individually and whatever that looks like for us is different, but it's just nice to hear for others and everyone else listening that the struggle is real for us all. (laughs) It's real. Yeah. I mean, they look at my social media and I'm like, happy a hundred percent of the time. And I'm at parties all over the world. (laughs) That is not my life. Okay. I'll tell you that right now that yes, I do have a percentage of that. And I feel so lucky to speak at all these amazing conferences, to have incredible friends in the industry who I like truly love. Like I do feel very lucky, but I have also a lot of, you know, tough things going on. Right. Everyone does. Everyone. So I always tell people, don't believe everything you see. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also want to say, you know, I was older when I started parties that I was in my forties and I just never think it's too late to follow your dreams. And I know that sounds corny, but if you have an idea and you have a dream to do something, don't let your age or the fact that you have kids or anything else stop you because I feel, I believe I'm a better mom and a better person because I feel uh, fulfilled and I feel that I'm, I am following my dream. If I were to let this go and, and not have followed that, you know, I was obsessed with starting this business again, dreaming out loud all the time. I think I wouldn't be as fulfilled as I am right now. And it's not just about, yes, I would love someone to come in and buy us one day and all that stuff. I just love what I'm doing. I love my team and I love this industry. And I feel like we are helping people plan these events that are very stressful. They're very time consuming, stressful. We're making it a little bit easier. And then on the event professional side, like I know how busy you guys are, like you're putting on these Broadway shows, you know, every night of the week, like doing these live events are very, very challenging. And then all the post work you need to do. If we can make digital marketing a little less scary and a little easier, um, that's what I've done my whole career is help people with digital marketing. We packed all those things into Party Slate. So instead of like stressing about, oh, I redo my website. Yes, you need to have a good website, but why don't you keep your video and photo portfolio up to date on Party Slate? Let us help you do it. We'll post them for you. Well, or you want to do it yourself. You, even my mom can post to Party Slate. We've made it really easy. So I feel good about helping people on both sides of our marketplace. Uh Uh-oh, that was an awkward silence. No, (laughs) no, I wasn't sure if you wanted to just segue right into digital marketing from that. No, I would. No, I do want to circle back to the perfect mother. I will say that Brittany might not be perfect, but I think she's pretty close. (laughs) So, well, it's just, it's how old are your kids? They're uh, four and five. They're terrorist old. Let's go that way. (laughs) So those, you know, there's a tough toddler kind of post toddler years where they're running around, like you really can't go get that massage or go to a movie. You know, I have three teenagers 
So my husband always like big kids, big problems. So like, yes, the yeah. problems get bigger, but you're much more independent because to be honest, when they get to this age, they don't want to spend that much time with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm home for my trip. Like, oh yeah, I'm TikTok, you know, so uh, I got plans, but whatever. enjoy this stage that you're in. Trust me. It's uh, it, it, it passes. And, and that's like one of the other things that like in this events industry, you know, it's balancing time. And I know everyone does their Monday through Friday gig. Like we, um, are doing videography full time, but we've also come to a place in our personal lives where we're like, we need to make sure that we have hard stops, hard no's on certain things because, you know, weekends are times for family. Like our kids are in school now. I mean, our, our youngest is in kindergarten or not our youngest, but he's in kindergarten full time. And our littlest one, she's in preschool a couple of days a week, but it's finding balance now yeah. and trying to find that happy place yes. where, um, I mean, it's, it's a constant juggle. So it it's just, it's, um, it's just finding balance really. And it's it not is. easy and it's yeah. not a perfect solution to anything or, yeah. Just, and that's one thing about um, when I hear from event professionals, kind of like being a realtor, like you're working all weekend if it's weddings, is that we we try to encourage people, like, hey, consider diversifying your portfolio because corporate events, you know, we help venues fill Tuesday nights and Thursday right. nights, corporate and even fundraisers that are during the week. Um, you know, sometimes you have to say no to a weekend opportunity because you want to have family time. Yeah. And so there's other ways to fill, you know, fill your portfolio with during the week events. And that's one thing unique about Party Slate. And I felt very strongly when I created this is, you know, wedding inspiration is amazing. And I love weddings. They're the most visual and beautiful and social media and great, but there's incredible things happening at corporate right now. So with this new way of working um, with remote people working from home, and I go to the office once, twice a week now, that was, I mean, I was there five days before. So like, there's this new way of working. Corporate events are going to be more important than ever to, to bring employees and build culture and do recruiting because everyone's, you know, disjointed. They're, they're in right. different places. We have 20 people on Party Slate team that are not even in Chicago where we're headquartered. So once a year, we're doing something called Party Slate Summit. We bring everyone together. And again, those are corporate event right. expenses. So I think corporate events are going to be um, a big area of growth for this industry because many people got rid of their office space. Right. Um, I know some people in our industry don't even have office space, but like even in the tech world, like Yelp, you know, 10,000 employees, no office space, or maybe they have small spaces. That's a dramatic change, but Yelp is so dynamic and they're going to want to keep their employees together. They're going to spend on events. Right. That's what's happening. So I, I hope that parties like can help event professionals that were really focused on weddings. And I know can be higher margin in many cases, to diversify a little with other types of, um, during the week events. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at the, uh, cannabis commission, we, um, we had a space in downtown Boston and we had just built it out brand new state of the art, everything. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And when we came back from the pandemic, there was a handful of people in that office space. Yeah. And we were, you know, we were spending tens of thousands of dollars a month. And as I was on my way out the door, I was just like, they're like, you know, what's one thing that you would recommend? And I was like, we, we need to close that office down and yeah. just let them work from home. Yeah. Like that's, it's not, it's not worth what we're paying for. And, and you could, you could take 
like a fraction of those dollars and do an incredible in-person quarterly event, you know, add in flights, yep. people are in other places. Like, so imagine taking that money. It's, you know, people appreciate the work at home environment. It's, it's flexible. Like there's, I think this is a good thing that came from, from the pandemic, but we still crave in-person contact. And I think events are going to gain from the loss that again, real estate and others are facing right now. I know it will swing back again, not ever fully to what it was right. before, but I think some companies are going to be like, you know what? I think we were more productive, more, um, uh, more efficient when we were at least had more collaboration time two, three times a week. Right. So I think it'll be interesting to see the, the pendulum swing back, but I don't think it will ever swing back to five days a week in the office from nine to five. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. It wasn't, it's not worth it. Like there's, there isn't a need to do that. Like that, that overhead with your O and M budget is just, it's yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah. so and speaking of be, events, yes, you're, you're coming out to our neck of the woods for the whip meeting, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, I'm shooting it. So. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to talk, to do some digital um, geeking out with the WIPA Boston crew. Um, I'm going to be talking about, um, what people can do, what event professionals can really think about now getting ready for 2023 and some of the changes we see happening with Google and other um, aspects of their algorithm. Again, I don't, I'm, I'm not a developer. I can't, I, I can't go into their code and say how they decide <laughs> who gets on that coveted first page of those search results when you search event planner New York. But I can tell you um, that after seven years of doing this, and having a full-time team of three SEO people that make me look really smart, we've learned a lot. Um, and one of the things that Google's really going to be focused on and has been over the last year is performance. And I know you might say, well, what do you mean by performance? Performance is how quickly does your page load? How mm -hmm. is it optimized for the mobile experience? Um, how long do people stay on your website, meaning an indication of a good user experience? How easy is it for them to read the content in your URL and the alt text to understand what's on that page? Um, all those things really are what I call technical SEO. And that's one third of kind of what's important with SEO. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but also how to think about really smart ways to write um, for SEO, content SEO, um, how to get backlinks, offsite SEO. So we're going to have a, a great discussion on how to think about SEO. And in turn, we'll talk about what Party Slate does. And we know you guys aren't tech companies, so you can't do all the things we're doing. But by showing you what we do with our articles, what we do with our landing pages, we can also give um, event professionals and venues some ideas of what they can do on their website. Awesome. Yeah, we had spent 2020, since we were locked in our basement, we had spent 2020 just tinkering with SEO. So uh, did you guys learn uh, any good tricks? Oh yeah. No, like I, so I, I mentor some people and I was, I'm building one of their websites right now. And, um, like I, I took them to this website called, you ever heard of GT metrics? No. That measures your actual, like first content to load paint. Like oh that's yeah. We, yeah. We, we have another, yeah. Our tech team and uses another platform. I forget. Yeah. It, yeah. GT Contento metrics is free. Yeah. So we, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we, we, uh, that's what we use cause it's free. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, we like free platforms. We use a paid yeah. platform, um, for keyword analysis called Ahrefs, And it's like mm -hmm. so amazing that our editorial team can go in and look at the difference between, you know, beach weddings, wedding aisles, like how hard it is to rank for those. And, you know, we have 
probably seen 200% increase in our traffic yeah. since we started doing intense SEO planning over the last three years. Yeah. We use uh, Uber suggest. Yeah. So that's a, <clears throat> a great free tool. Yep. Again, free. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone wants to not to get yourself to depressed, but go to pay Google page speed insights. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's a free tool. You type in your URL. So you put www.parsite.com and then it will give you your score of how optimized your website is for technical SEO. Um, so it's basically how quickly does it load? Are there dead links? Like what is it? And you'll get a score. If it's anywhere below 50, you know, you're going to want to hire someone to help you look at it. If it's above 50, you're, you're probably in good shape. That mobile part of that is brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah, mobile optimized. And then you go look at it. And, and you like, get a three. Yeah. Yeah. So we went from like so a, pretty sure ours is a three. all the way up to like, I think we're at a 90 something and the desktop's 99. And, you know, it goes up and down depending on what the, the algorithm is, but that's a free tool you can use. Like yeah. knowledge is power. I'm not saying everyone has to be an SEO genius, but if you have a really, really low score, you might, I'll use it in simple ways. You're bl- being blackballed. Like Google. Yeah. Google. yeah. You won't Google get off saying, page 60. Google is saying, <laughs> guys, I have 20 sites I can send them to for this topic. And because your, your experience is bad, I'm going to put you at the bottom. And if you're on page two, you're not going to be found. So I always tell people, think about um, keyword phrases. That means not just one word like wedding or wedding planner, but you know, Long Island wedding planner, vineyard wedding, or whatever it is, right. five to six words that would lead you to believe that someone's looking for you. Those are the keyword phrases you want to optimize on, not the single words. Cause I promise you, you won't get wedding. Oh yeah. Good luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good luck with that one. You won't even get like wedding videographer. Yeah. Wedding videographer. Like those are like good luck. Wedding videographer. Even this is hard, like Cape Cod, you know, like you Mm -hmm. could, or you could say a lot of other words around it. Yes. You got it. Yep. So that's what you have to do. We're number one. Yay. (laughs) So impressed with you guys. I knew I liked you right away when we met at the Boston party. We, uh, yeah, well, we, we spent a lot of time on SEO doing Brittany Wright's blogs. Like if you look up uh, Cape Cod wedding photographer, we're number seven amazing because we Brittany wrote a blog that was the top five best proud of you thank you yeah no she I always tell people you don't have to be like this guy with a hoodie in a dark room to understand SEO yes you need those people on the technical side that can really dig into the code and understand the load times but content SEO is just good marketing. It's understanding what's a compelling um, thing I could write about that has a, a long tail of five or six words. Um, how can I get people to link to it? So we have backlinks and how do I optimize this page? So it's got more engaging content than the one before me. Right. And so it's really not that hard to understand content marketing. It's really not. And it kind of, it takes a little work And if you want to put out good content, people want, people want it. And if you have like backlinks and information that links to other sites and examples of other people's work or like, it's a collaborative thing. Like there's so many, I did one on photographers and we're not photographers, we're videographers, but we do have insight. So that, that article though is also from 2020 Yeah, and it is still ranking in the top 10. 
That's amazing. We've never updated it. And no, we should. which I should. You but, should. Yeah, we should. Ever, evergreen but, articles, you can change if you have a date, you can change the date and you can add a little bit of copy and add a few more um Riven. whoever you're listing. And, right. and honestly, you'll get back up to two or three. I'm gonna have to put that on yeah. my to-do list. Yeah. She's literally taking a note of that right <laughs> one, now. One no, particular no. <laughs> um, keyword we're really proud of is event planner. And so, Ooh. yes, wedding planner is really hard, but event planner can can refer to any type mm-hmm. of event, so a corporate event planner. So, event planner New York, event planner San Francisco, even event planners in cities we're not fully launched in. Party slate's always the the first search result. Gotcha. So, like, there's a lot of those terms that are really starting to own, which is really exciting. We don't want to or need to own every keyword, but we're trying to feel like at the top of the fun- funnel, venues, planners, how do we get people top of funnel? And then once they're in parties, like get them to explore other categories. So we feel really good that our strategy is working and that we're getting people early in the planning cycle. Even before they get their venue, we have like such incredible inspiration articles, um, even higher than picking your venue. Some people are starting to look for ideas even before they have a date. Uh, um, so that's where we want to get people, um, on party slate, you know, dreaming, saving, sharing, um, so that when they do go to look and oftentimes they'll get names of people, they Google them and then party slate will come up. So we're like, almost like a LinkedIn where you're like, I'm having coffee with this person. We're networking. I Google them before I meet them for coffee. I'm already meeting with them. Their LinkedIn page comes up number one. So I always tell people, don't forget about LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn supporter. You don't have to be an expert on LinkedIn. Your profile should look complete. Professional photo, updated your jobs, a little bio about your company, why you became a videographer, what you love about it. That should be complete. Even if you never post on LinkedIn, you don't like LinkedIn, you should have a really complete profile page because it's becoming like a business card for people. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. 
we didn't. And now back to the show. So let's let's talk about uh, just kind of staying in the same yeah. lane. What would be some of your recommendations for just an overall SEO strategy? So for an overall SEO strategy, there's three areas of SEO: um, content SEO, technical SEO, and what we call like offsite SEO, which is like getting people to link back. It's almost like PR, digital PR, getting people like this article is so great that I'm going to link back to it. I tell people to start with content SEO. Yes, you should go to um, PageSpeed Insights and see what your score is. If it's really bad, you might need help. But thinking about my first suggestion is create a Google Sheet or a list of 20 keyword phrases. And I always say keyword phrases because I don't want people to think it's one word. Keyword phrases that you would want to rank for. That's the first step. Like just put yourself in, a, in the shoes of your buyer who is your target buyer? What do you think they would be searching? It can be right or wrong. Don't overthink it. So you put your 20 keyword phrases down. Then you go use one of those free tools that Uber suggests, or I use Ahrefs. And then you see who is the the top 10, who's on page one for that actual phrase. And that's why I think it's so, I'm like total geek, but it's kind of fun to see like who are the top ranking on, you know, videographers in Cape Cod or top videographers in Cape Cod, who, who's ranking. And then you can kind of look into like, why are they ranking? So you look at their page and like, wow, that guy, that person has 3000 words and it's an incredible list. And like, you can just tell by the URL and the URL is just the website address, the www. You can look at the whole page and then it will say, is it easy to rank or is it all the way up to super hard? Like that's literally their words in Ahrefs. If it's hard to rank, Party Slate, The Knot, you know, Yelp, we're going to probably get those over you. If it's medium or easy, you can rank. You can write a great article um, on that whatever that keyword phrase is. And if you get backlinks and it's a rich page and it's set up correctly, um, you have a shot at ranking at that. You just have to pick the right keyword phrases that aren't too hard. And I always tell people that when you're hashtagging on your Instagram, don't do hashtag wedding. Like, again, that's like a, bill, a billion hashtag. Don't waste your hashtag on that. You know, do San Diego wedding planner, hashtag San Diego wedding planner. You have a better shot than mm-hmm. someone following that. So what are those keyword phrases that you have a shot at ranking for and then create content around that? And so by putting 20 out there, 10 of them are you're going to have to wipe out. There's, you're not going to have a chance of ranking unless you go raise venture capital money of a team of 10 tech people. Okay. <laughs> or, and you have tons of traffic. You have to have a lot of traffic to your site. So put those, but then you're going to have these 10 keyword phrases that this is so weird. This is easy to rank for. The reason it's easy to rank for is there's probably less volume on there. So it's kind of like an auction. Yeah. So only let's say 200, 200 to 500 people a month search on this term. That said, those two to 500 people are looking for you. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a win-win. So that's why it's called long tail keywords. You want the mm-hmm. long tail, not the most popular words. And I always tell people like, you know, don't get discouraged if you're not ranking for New York photographer. Right. Why don't you think of like um, New York photographer four seasons, people looking for the four. I'm just making this up like right. the four seasons, getting married at the peninsula, you know, put your name around things that you think might be um, kind of implying that it's a higher end client that may have a bigger budget. 
um, a specific neighborhood instead of New York? What if it's Brooklyn? Um, like finding those long tail keywords that may have locations, descriptions, even venue names to give you a shot at ranking for those easy to medium terms. More niche as opposed yeah, to the exactly entire. Because I, I, yeah, I can always just tell people like, how do I get rank on wedding planner? Like, well, Ooh. there's companies been doing this for 20 years and that they don't even rank number one for that term. So um, what Google's looking for is what is the most authoritative, richest source that will likely help that person answer their question? They're trying to be as helpful as possible. So the New York Times is going to be more authoritative than Chicago Bucktown News, right. like, you know, just a random local newspaper. So they're going to try to triangulate. And there's over 900 factors that go into their algorithm, but they basically fall into content SEO technical SEO and offsite SEO. And so those are the three things that we look at. And when I teach people about this, I just say, start with smart content marketing. That's where you can start because no one's going to link back to you if you don't have a great article or a great blog. So you're not, you can't in the old days, all buying backlinks. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get blackballed from Google for doing. Oh that. yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. No. Oh. no, no, no in the no. old days when I started, people would like in white text would be like wedding planner, wedding planner, wedding planner. Oh, no, no. <laughs> in what, you know, you couldn't see I'm like, can't do that anymore. You'll be pushed down as a spam website. You'll never be found if you try to do those tricks. Right. They're too yeah, smart. What was I going to say? The, um, uh, when it comes to like your hashtags and your keywords and that kind of stuff, Google has become like Google, Instagram, all that stuff has become intuitive. So yeah. while like, I want to say, if you look up wedding videographer, I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that forestry films, forestry is the number one thing. Uh, it's David Renosa. Mm-hmm. He does amazing work, that kind of stuff. And I, I doubt that you're going to usurp that. Yeah. But if you are in downtown San Diego and you search San Diego wedding video or you search wedding videographer. Yeah. They'll things say, yeah. under, yeah. Things it's under San, San Diego, Diego yeah. will come up yeah. because it's, ba- it's, it's looking at your Google geographical. Look. Yeah. No, it's- where you are <laughs> and they know what you've looked at unless you're kind of like, you know, incognito, but no one's doing that on their phone because to be honest, it's helpful that Google does that. So when I say search for a Home Depot, they're not going to show me one in California. Right. They're going to show me Home Depot right. close to my house. So they're trying to be as helpful as possible without overstepping. You know, there's a lot of haters on all oh, Google knows everything, but at the same time, they can custom give you search results that are the most relevant to your location and what they think your intent is. And so even if you don't fill out in San Diego, they know you're in San Diego. Yeah. Um, and just like at our, on our venue finder, it's going to default on party slate to Chicago because I'm in Chicago. These are helpful things and best practices of platforms that are done across the board. But when you're doing your Google um, search location, like really getting great location, neighborhood, some people don't think about this, but venue names, even like adding venue names, those can help you rank uh, for highly searched terms. Yeah. Cause you, I know it's what 30, 35 hashtags on Instagram, 32, something like that. 30, and and then, that. yeah, when you're, when you're doing your, uh, like your H1 heading on yes. your website. And that's basically like, a headline. Like you're like, like think of a newspaper. That's your headline on the page. H- yeah. H1. And that's Google reads that Google they reads do. that as part of your keyword. 
Yeah. So and they read do you guys H twos and H threes too? We don't. Yeah, spend and your paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, it we, goes through. Yeah, it's yeah, wild. So like, um, for a long time, I don't know if we still rank, but like fiftieth birthday ideas and themes, things like that. No one's doing milestone events. We were always page one because we had really optimized. We had a really long article, and at the end of the article, we did a Q and A about planning a fiftieth birthday party. So like, you add question and answer at the end. They really find that oh wow, this is a helpful authoritative page with a great H1, with a URL, the address optimized for your keyword, that gives you a lot of points with Google. Yeah. One one thing that we found that worked really well is if you are doing like a numbered list, like say top 10, you know, yeah. 50th birthday, whatever. Um, if you take that just individually numbered list and keep that like at the top of your page, okay. Google will read that and I don't know if you've noticed, but when you look up something like that, Google above all the ads, the search, it'll have a numbered list Yes. of like, they're pulling that from somebody's blog. Yes. And you can use SERP the ads in yes. Google if you yes. have that written the right way, because yep. it'll pop up at the we very, say very that's top. That's like winning the lottery when you get that. that <laughs> yeah. Spot. <laughs> the top, that's like that's it. We just won the lottery today, so yep. yes, and we, we get those all the time. Like we had it for a while for um, certain themes of parties, and like um, you don't even have to put the list at the top. They actually read your H twos and they create the list themselves. So oh. you you can do both. You can have that list at the. We don't we don't necessarily like the way it looks to have right. all the answers at the top, but they yep. they will pull it from your H twos. There was something and for that everybody that's listening, just real quick, there's there's three types of headings inside of a website, yeah. H1, H2, and H3. So that's that's a specific thing inside of the coding, even if you're on uh, Squarespace or Wix, yeah. WordPress, like you can tell it like what the heading should be in your little text box yeah. just so people those understand. those platforms, I will say like Wix and, and Squarespace, they really have been built with SEO in mind. And so they're going to help you along. They even have some of them, or WordPress has Yoast and other, other yeah, we use Yoast. Yeah. To, to, tools built in to help you out. But um, you don't even have to speak the language of SEO. These platforms actually are really good at like spoon feeding you. Yeah. For Partiesly, we have a header um, that's already created. Then we have a description um, of your company. And then once you click into an event album, like let's say you did our Boston real event, we upload it. We have all the credits, everyone that, that performed or produced the event. But then we also have a description of the event. And so it's almost like a mini blog that you can create without having to do a blog. I um I I was scrolling Party Slate early and it's just a beautiful platform just in Thank general. You. Like um had it You ask kisser. No, well I was thinking about <laughs> keep going. It's yeah, for <laughs> brides too, right? I mean, are you yeah, considering you're all part people planning of the events. planner? Okay. Brittany, we're at, we're on the website. No, I know, but I was We have 50% of the of um the content is kind of targeted towards weddings, like whatever, and the other 50% gala um, mitzvahs, you know, um, corporate events. And so what we say is we're a B to B to C platform. So in plain language, business to business to consumer. So event planners and people like you can go and get inspired for from each other and find new ideas, find new venues, but also, you know, 95% of our traffic are people like me that just love to plan events and that have a check book <laughs> to write a Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what I was, I don't remember having that at my 
fingertips when I was planning our wedding. We got married in 2015. Yeah. And like you said, we launched 2016. Just things about how Pinterest was kind of like dead ends. And you yeah. the best you could do at at the time. I mean, it's come a long ways since, but you could just pin things essentially. And like they would be random photos. You didn't yeah. know where they came from or anything like that. That's exactly like that. what we just, found is we, we call them Pinterest dead ends. Like it's called them. a shit mood board. <laughs> <laughs> and we also, you know, one of our biggest traffic drivers is Pinterest. So we definitely don't comp- complain about Pinterest. Right. We say, you know, oh, I take, that, I take what I said back. <laughs> save everything to Pinterest, your mood, you know, your whatever. But once you're leaning in to plan an event, Ours is the more key party slate is curated. It has all the sources of the, of the things that inspire you. And even if there's a company in California that you see something you like, a lot of times, you know, you can reach out to that company and ask them questions. And um, some of these companies are national. They work across many regions. So um, we always tell people you can get inspired from anywhere, but if you want to get inspired just from Boston weddings, you can also filter on just Boston. I mean, it like just the the little time that I spent today alone was just like so informative and lots of really cool articles, lots of trends. And I think the one of the ones that caught my eye was about like spectacular, like <laughs> um yeah. just like things to do for our editorial you know, team. Not only are they SEO geniuses, but they're just really creative and they have a love for this industry. And even better than me, like if someone were to say, hey, Julie, talk about the top 20 trends in the industry right now, like of, of design, uh-huh. I get my editor to talk <laughs> yeah. because she's like uh, constantly seeing the best events in the world come in like a fire hose into right. party state. And then we plan these industry networking events for our premium members and invited guests all over the country. And so then we let those event professionals do things that their clients won't let them do, like next edge, like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. We've never done it before. I'm like, great, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Phil, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with um, digital sales funnels or anything like that? Or do I mean, we- there's a ton that I'd like to talk about. I don't <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, you could throw a dart. In a, yeah, I mean. Um, what, what do you think are, uh, like some, since you were just men- mentioning your editorial team doing industry, industry trends, what do you think are some trends right now for marketing? Like specifically mm-hmm. for marketing, like where, where do you think that that's headed? The biggest trend, and I'm sure you'll agree with this is, and you, it's your industry is video. Um, so all things video. So um, we try, obviously, <laughs> um, TikTok and Instagram reels are going to get you, I don't want to say obviously, because I, I try to explain this to people, um, 10 times potentially the reach or a hundred times the reach than a photo or series of photos. We post both, like we celebrate both, but if you're looking for reach, you're looking for engagement, um, video is a really important medium. Um, we have on the party sleep profile page, a video gallery. So let's say you have all these videos on YouTube and they're on Vimeo and they're living all over the place. You can now link them all to one place with just a really simple user experience to link those videos so that you have this portfolio of videos. Um, so I think video, um, is really big, but just the, the general theme is, um, in digital, especially is like content wins. So great content. Don't try to shortcut it with, oh, I could do this trick or I can, you know, do this paid media, do things like that. Um, how can with your brand, your knowledge, who you are as a person, 
How can you create content that is um, speaking to other people and helping other people? So I think uh, social media is great, but also your own owned media, meaning your own website, your blog. Um, I think people get like intimidated by blog entries. Like, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Like, why don't you just try to write one a quarter? I'm not talking about daily, but a really, really rich article that has an associated keyword phrase that only you are the best suited to write this article. I just think the best content, you know, structured in the right way for Google, social media friendly is the way you really, really um, win as a brand now. And I, I what we tell people, um, it can be young people, old people, all ages, even if you're not a digital person, it's not an option anymore. You must have a strong digital presence. And yeah. like, let's say your website is only two pages, but it's beautiful two pages. And then you link to your party sleep profile. It has your full photos and videos. Do something that when they Google you, they're going to get a feel for how great you are. I sometimes tell people that their websites are so bad they, that it's detracting from their brand. Like I know like this high-end DJ, I won't name his name in New York, that is absolutely like top luxury DJ and the website looked like it was from the 1980s. And he's like, oh, I all word of mouth. I understand it's word of mouth. They will Google you. And if the next luxury DJ has a kick-ass, you know, two-page website that links to their party slate profile with all their videos, that person may get the first call. You may get the second call, but the first call is often going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that um, uh, authority. authority. You know, pe- people are going to go there and look and they're going to be like, oh, yeah. you know, like that's is yeah. so. So I, I believe strongly that word of mouth and digital go hand in hand. So anytime you get referred to someone, I don't care whether it's a plumber or it's a car mechanic, I don't care what it is. Nine times out of 10, you're going to Google to make sure like, what's the address? Is it legit? Whatever. So when they get your name referred, I agree that 95% that is word of mouth in this industry. Um, they will Google you. And then it's the moment of truth. They're going to see three options. Which one, where do I start? Which one speaks to me the most? They're going to look at Instagram. They're going to look at your party site profile. They're going to look at your website and they may look at others. They might look at your LinkedIn profile just because your name comes up first. So I always tell people, look at your top six to seven digital touch points and make sure that they represent your brand. And some of the touch points like your Yelp page, maybe that your Yelp page isn't your best. You want to push that down. You want to build up others. Party slate, of course I'm biased, but your party slate profile is going to be 10x richer and high-end and more beautiful than your Yelp profile. And I won't name other platforms. There's a lot of other platforms out there. So decide. Oh, you could shit on all the other platforms you want. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't name any other names, but um, all I would suggest is do your homework. Look at some profile pages on party slate. And look at the profile pages, other places. I'm not saying we're the biggest or have the most traffic, but we are the most elevated platform that puts a real big emphasis on design and inspiration. And our goal is um, to really go after the top 20% of the market that really employs, I would say, 90% of the industry because the big events are what employ the industry. Um, the small do-it-yourself events, mm-hmm. maybe there's you know a part-time planner that has a other job during the day or whatever, and that, there's no problem with that, but they're not hiring 40 people to produce that event. Right. So we want to support the bulk of the industry. We think they're great local jobs, not, not to sound like I'm a politician, but it is. These jobs can never be off, offshored. Yeah, think no, about it. They're like here. Event jobs. <laughs> 
you can't send them off to India. So, and there's nothing wrong with offshoring. There's a lot of tech offshoring. I'm a big believer in it, but events are great local jobs that are creative, that are um, fun, yet there are a lot of hard work, but um, this is a great, great industry that we work in and we want to support companies so they're not left behind. Yeah. I mean, so here's just to kind of piggyback with what you've been talking about. One thing that has been kind of beat into me over the years is content is king and distribution is queen. Mm-hmm. Like you can have all the most amazing content on the planet, but if you're not getting in front of people, then nobody's yeah. going to know that you exist. Yes. And how I, uh, please don't be mad at me for saying this, uh, how I kind of view the party slate thing is if you look at a funnel, yeah. party slate is at the very top of said funnel. So mm-hmm. they find us through party slate. Yes. They like our work and then they come to our website. That's the mm-hmm. next step down in the funnel. They look at the profile on there. They look at our website and it matches the aesthetics. Like there's consistency between the verbiage that's in party slate, the verbiage Mm -hmm. that's on our Instagram and the verbiage that's on our website. Then that next step is they come to our contact form. Yes. Then it comes to the discovery call. Then it comes to the sale. Absolutely. Like like that's kind of how I view because party slate. I always tell people that the funnel should kind of be called like a it's not, it's more like a circle and like a squiggly line. So it's not one-to-one-to-one because some people will contact you through Instagram. Like they, there's like, I found you on Instagram. I know you, I'm going to contact, I'm never going to go to your website. I don't care about your website. Other people are going to be like the most typical one is six to seven touch points. They're going to Google you. They're going to look, if you think about your own buying behavior, right. not just like click to buy a $10,000, you know, service charge. Right. Um, we have over 35,000 profile uh, forms on party slate that are filled out in the last 12 months. And so they might still be going to your website. They may be coming back to party slate and they'll decide how they want to contact you. So the moment of truth, which is the contact inquiry form could be Instagram. It could be party slate, or it could be your website. You want it to be your website, right? If you could get a hundred percent, but there's other you know, marketplaces like Farisa and others that are getting high in the funnel on Google and getting brand awareness. Like this is the one-stop shop to that hot top of funnel area. And I would even say on the funnel, like an Instagram and a Pinterest might even be above us. You know, so like they're really lean back, social media, whatever, leaning in is more party slate because when you're doing a search on Google, you're leaning in a little more like I have a party coming up. I have a date. I'm not just dreaming and getting inspired. I'm, I'm at that next stage. Eventually, we want to be way top of the funnel, too. Um, you know, we're getting there. We have a million photos. We don't have a billion like Instagram, but we have a, over a million photos. Soon we'll have 10 million. It's growing so fast. So we want to one day be like. Instead of going to Google, like people go to Amazon now to do searches, like they go right to Amazon. We want people when they're planning a party to go right to party slate. Yeah. And I think when it comes to to smaller businesses like us, uh, one of the best things about party slate is the, um, the search engine ranking that you have. Yeah. Because if somebody does look up wedding videographer or, you mm-hmm. know, best bar mitzvah, you know, planner in my area, party slate's probably going to come up. Yeah. And if Party you're comes up in to, you know, a lot of those keywords, we don't have all of them, but we're getting like hundreds and hundreds every week, new, new ones that we're ranking for. But yeah. It, and if you're in that party slate ecosystem, yes. the next logical step would be like, Oh, let me look up, you know, Boston wedding planner. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're in the list. So exactly. you don't, 
Yeah, I mean that's well. Yeah, that's I a, think that's like eighty percent of our traffic is is Google. That also, as an authority figure, Party Slate has already kind of vetted yes. um, vendors just through their work, through linking um, everyone to an event. So it's kind of like fact checking. It's kind of like- It really is. If if there's a credit wrong, and it's usually not our fault, but let's say there is a credit wrong, you know, we'll hear it from across the country. (laughs) Right. Because people might be a planner that put them on credit. So there's this community monitoring of our content that because there's a lot of people, like I said, it's B to B to C business right. to business consumer. So our content is vetted and there's always, always a photographer and videographer credit. So you always know, like there's a source to this content. So we do feel like it's, it's curated and yeah. it's more curated. I mean, and it's such a great resource for anyone really trying to avoid all of the like extra be at like the dead end searches, you just go straight to the source and, yes. and there that's you what I it. found useful. Like on house, when I was looking for, you know, kitchen backsplashes, things I didn't even know. I didn't even know the term backsplash before right. I was in my kitchen. So all these things and house really guided me through what to think about. Yes. I had a general contractor and, and designer, but like it made me smarter. And then we could collaborate together on right. house. And that's really our vision is you know, the next thing for parties is you can create an idea slate now, you know, venues you like, photos you like, events you like, uh, but eventually you'll be able to collaborate um, with your event planner or your mother-in-law, whoever your stakeholders are at your events. Like, I love this venue. I hated that venue. Like, uh, let's delete this one off the list. Let's manage it all through this idea slate. Uh, it's not meant to be like a timeline, you know, uh, you know, aisle planner type product, but it's really that early stages of getting your team together and getting your concept nailed down. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a fun, like even it, I'm, I that means a lot to me because Pinterest, we but. would not be where we are today without our event professional community. And we're going to continue to do more and more with the community weaving in community features. Like let's say you're going to Boston, we're going to have a page for every event in the industry going on in Boston that you can just like, look, when's the NACE event? When's yeah, the when event? When's the party slate event? Everything's all a WIPA went all in one place. Um, and then we're also going to be able to like, let's say you wanted to bring a friend to our fabulous Boston rooftop party that we had. No problem. You can invite them through party slate. They need to get their profile built or we'll build it for them. Uh, and again, you can start with a free profile or if we want us to do it, we have a white glove service. Again, all of it is integrated into the platform. So we use HubSpot. So I know you're like a CRM geek probably. So like HubSpot to manage all our okay. contacts. Eventually we'll be able to manage um, all the invite lists and everything else. Cause we're doing probably 40 events next year, oh, wow. which is like making my head spin um, we 22 <laughs> this year. So we have to have scalable ways to like, Hey, Julie, can I bring a friend? just send a link, no problem. Invite them through here. And that's also going to help us grow. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Julie, how much more time do we have? Um, I have about, oh my gosh, am I late to a meeting? I am late to a meeting. <laughs> so I was looking at the clock. I was like, it's, four. I said, I have an hour. <laughs> I, and the one other thing I'll say is um, a new feature that we built into our premium memberships. And I don't know why we didn't do this earlier is um, in getting invites to these great networking events in other cities. And so we're doing this incredible national kind of like Aspen event um, in, in November is just an example. We're going to do one next summer in New York. 
where if you're a premium member, you can get an invite to, even if it's not in your city, um, and let's say you're trying to expand your network in New York, I mean, I promise you we will have the best New York event professionals and planners and influencers at these events. So it's another value proposition, even though it's not digital or a technology company, it's a community feature. And, And we're excited to, you know, get people together. And I love it when like people meet through Party Slate and do a great event together. That's just really part of our mission is to is to help event professionals grow their business. <laughs> anything else? Anything Brittany, else? I can see you trying to talk. No, yeah. I just, um, is there anything else that you want to uh, hit on before? I, I would love people um, follow us on Party Slate, uh, on Instagram on Party Slate. I should have said that. So um, we're just at Party Slate. Um, I personally, I'm more of the B2B feed. So I'm at Julie Party Slate. So business to consumer is more Party Slate Instagram. And then I'm more B2B. So I'm going to Wedding MBA, all our industry events, all the fun photos from our parties. That's on my feed. And then, of course, if you want a free profile just to get to know us better or premium membership, you can just go to partyslate.com slash pro. So that is a perfect segue into what I was about to say. Great. How can we find you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, are you going to engage in December? Are you going yes. to Dub? Okay. We're yeah. going to be hosting a big pizza party in our suite and we will be having three guitar players sing along. Um, we are, I'm, I'm the campaign chair for Engage Foundation. So I'm working with Emily Campbell and others um, part of Engage to raise money for event professionals in crisis, like the recent hurricane, but also local charities where Engage is to make an impact in those local communities. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will see you there. Yay. So I want my Wait. pizza party. Thank invite. you guys for, for hosting <laughs> me. And I always say, um, make news of news. So once this podcast comes out, I'll post it on all my social media platforms and tell people. So I always say, whenever you have a speaking engagement or a podcast, make news of news, like really promote to build your own authority. Um, even if you join a non like a WIPA board, or you have a, you're on a committee, say, I'm honored to be selected to be on this committee. Like you can build your authority with everything you do in this industry. Absolutely. We will definitely be letting you know when everything is going to be like, posted. Get the word out. I could talk. <laughs> it'll actually, it it'll actually be Monday. We're still recording. I haven't ended You're the so podcast. Yet. Yeah, well, no, it's it's like two months later. I'm like, okay. No, it's just it's just the way that everything is hit. We yeah. the way this episode is coming in, it's gonna it'll release Monday, and um, so we'll you know. I'm excited, Do but I know that you have to go. Need so I'm anything gonna... from Julie in the t- meantime, headshot or anything. Brittany, like that. we're still recording a podcast episode right now. <laughs> All right. So I like it when you get like a backstage view of the podcast, like you start talking. So, you know, that's yeah. what the, Do you guys watch Smartless by the way? I love Smartless. I love Smartless. We love love Smartless. it. I'm love obsessed it. with them. Like the back talk, they're like, they act like no one's there. Yeah. yeah. They just start the episode <laughs> off and they're just like, just randomly, so this, this poor person is waiting for like 10 minutes. Just I know. I always feel anxious for the guest, the surprise yeah. guest. So, but anyway, I do have to run. Thank you guys so much. And as soon as the podcast is ready, I will share. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Julie. Bye. Thanks, Julie. Bye.
So just for everybody, since we are still recording, uh, obviously it was great having Julie on. You can check out all of her work at uh, partyslate.com backslash pro. Their Instagram is at partyslate. Uh, they do have a YouTube, uh, which is youtube.com backslash C backslash partyslate. And then obviously Julie is at Julie Party Slate uh, on Instagram. All of those links will be in the description. So, you know, you don't have to write on any of that down. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are a wedding videographer, do not forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. Uh, We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy, and we will see you in the next couple of weeks. All right, out. Goodbye. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.